It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. We are just hours away now from the Oklahoma City Thunder tipping off the 2018-2019 regular season in Oakland against the Golden State Warriors. Boo, hiss, screw you, Katie. Um, Just a couple of quick notes here. One, I never thought as a sports fan it would even remotely be possible for me to hate two entities as much as I hate the Boston Red Sox. If you're a Red Sox fan, I'm sorry, but I am a bleeding pinstripe Yankee fan. And the University of Texas. And if you're a Texas fan, I'm sorry, but I graduated from the University of Oklahoma, so it's bred into me to hate Texas. Just didn't think it was possible. Burnt orange, that red bee on that navy blue cap, the red cap with the blue bill, and the navy blue bee there. I mean, it just, those symbols infuriate me. I mean, getting my blood boiling would be an understatement. Whenever I see that longhorn, whenever I see somebody walking around with a Kurt Schilling jersey or or talking about the bloody sock, whatever, I just, I go nuts. I go absolutely insane with sports rage. Add Golden State to the list. This is just one of 82. And we know today that Russell Westbrook isn't going to play. Steven Adams is doubtful. And we'll talk about that in segment number one. But I am fired up. Those Bastards are getting the ring tonight, and I want nothing more than to see Oklahoma City go in, especially without Russ, and just stick it to these guys and ruin that celebration. I, and I'm sorry for using the B word, but I, I just I can't help it. They bring out the absolute worst to me. And I warned you, warned you on Twitter, and I warned you when we were doing the podcast on Saturday that this one might be an R-rated slash NC-17 podcast. I'll try and keep it clean from here on out. Also, I had no idea that jazz fans disliked Oklahoma City so much, and that comes as somewhat of a surprise to me because the Locked on Thunder podcast is actually listened to by a lot of jazz fans. We got a lot of jazz fans to listen during the series last year, and the majority of them were very cool. They liked what we were throwing down. They were great to talk to. We kind of went back and forth on Twitter, but it was it was all very good-natured. It was very no harm, no foul, and at the end, it was, all right, man, you guys won. Go ahead and win. And I will just say now, I like the Jazz. They're a fun young team to watch. I thought there was a little bit of Oklahoma-Nebraska there where... Maybe, you know, Oklahoma City wanted to beat them. Utah wanted to beat Oklahoma City. But in the end, it was mutual respect. And it's like, hey, if we can't get it, you guys get it done. But on Twitter, there's this guy by the name of Tim O who's upset at me because I picked Oklahoma City to finish 
over Utah in the regular season this year, and he's going nuts, and the Thunder fans are on him. So already, everybody at midseason form, and we haven't even started the season yet. And coming up on today's podcast, with with that preamble, here's what's coming up on today's show. Russ is out for tonight's game. Steven Adams is doubtful. We'll hear from Billy Donovan about the progression of Russell Westbrook. And I'll tell you why I think Oklahoma City is going to adopt the San Antonio Spurs philosophy this season when it comes to injuries. Also, we'll hear from Billy Donovan about what he likes about the Thunder this season. And you're hearing a bit of a different Billy Donovan than what you have the last two years. I'll explain that. And Billy will talk about inconsistencies. He'll talk about Hamadou Diallo and how he thinks Diallo's going to react to his first game. It's a heck of a wake-up call for Hamadou Diallo starting the year out in Oakland. And then the last segment will be totally dedicated to Paul George. Why? Because he's a better talker than I am, and I think you would rather hear from Paul George than me. So all that coming up today on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I've covered the Thunder for five years. I am a credentialed member of the media. I start my sixth year on Sunday. And if you like what you hear, please go to LockedOnThunder.com. We have all our podcast archive as well as video and audio from players and coaches as we do our best to keep you up to date with everything Oklahoma City Thunder. And we don't make you read anything, which I think is is very important because you don't have time to read stuff. Actually, maybe you do, but I'm just not that great of a writer. Anyway, let's jump into it as the Oklahoma City Thunder start the 82-game season today. It will be without Russell Westbrook. That shouldn't come as a shock to anyone. I think most people in Thunder Nation are happy to see Russell Westbrook sitting out because it's that overview of wanting to see him be healthy for the playoffs, getting him back at 100%. And if he misses a few games, there is a confidence, at least from what we've seen in the preseason, amongst the fans, amongst the coaches, that, hey, Dennis Schroeder's got this. And this is Schroeder's opportunity to prove that he's not a guy who should have been discarded by the Atlanta Hawks so easy for Trey Young. Dennis Schroeder has a lot to show the NBA this season, not just Oklahoma City, but the entire league, because at the end of the year, Oklahoma City is going to be faced with some tough decisions money-wise, and if Dennis Schroeder is not a guy you feel like you can keep for his money, you at least want to be able to get good value for him in return, and if Schroeder can prove all season long that he is a guy that can lead a team, that he will bring you that great value in return, and that's that's very important. I mean, this is a win-win situation for both if Dennis Schroeder handles it the right way. Steven Adams could be out tonight, which I don't like, but lower back soreness be a problem for big guys. And here's what I think the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to do for the entire season this year. I believe that they are going to adopt a San Antonio Spurs philosophy, which means that if you are an Oklahoma City Thunder fan or you're going to buy tickets through vividseats.com to go see the Oklahoma City Thunder this year, and it's an out-of-town game, you may not get to see certain stars on certain nights. I think you're looking at guys like Russell Westbrook, Paul George, who are both, in NBA years, they're kind of advanced age. I say kind of, not totally. Where for the little bumps and bruises, you may see them sit out. You may see Steven Adams sit out. Now, it's worth noting that Steven Adams isn't anywhere close to being advanced age NBA-wise, but he's put a lot of miles on his body these few years in the NBA, and even though he's young, 
you've got a guy like Nerlens Noel who should be able to come in and at least fill in for a game or two if he has to start. Not ideal, but if it preserves you for the regular season and makes you healthier for the postseason, then I'm all for it as long as the Thunder don't screw fans over. And when I'm talking about fans, I'm talking about fans on the road because the home fans will have an opportunity to see these guys, at least most part. I mean, you may have that just rare opportunity to go to one game this year, and it would totally suck if everybody sit out, but or Russ sit out or Paul sit out, but I don't want to see the Thunder go the way of the Spurs where they just do this wholesale sit-out on back-to-backs or they feel like the schedule's unfair and then they're just going to tell everyone that they're not playing this game and and they're sort of sacrificing. I don't want to see that because NBA tickets aren't cheap. Even when you buy them at Vivid Seats, that's your hard-earned money and you expect to see good product on the floor. So as long as they're not adapting the full philosophy... And they just did that part of it where maybe you're on the road and at least if you don't get to see Rush, you get to see Paul George and Steven Adams. And you get to see Schroeder and you get to see Patrick Patterson. That's all right. That's all right. That's that's not a bad evening. But if it's all of them sitting out, if the big three are sitting out, then no, I'm not for that. And I am one of those guys who is a, just a big advocate for the fans. As far as Russell Westbrook's health goes, here's what Billy Donovan had to say yesterday after practice about how Russell is advancing and when we might expect to see him back this year. So, uh, anything different today in terms of what Russell did? Um, he's doing more and more, like I said, but he's still got to be cleared. Um, and I think after you know every day, he'll get reevaluated and figure out how he's feeling and what he's doing. So you know, we've basically done both things: prepared like he's not playing, and have had him prepare like he is playing. So, but really, it's got to be him going through uh, all the necessary steps to be cleared. And um, it's hard for me to say that right now just based on the fact of finishing up practice because he's going to need to get evaluated again. So is it also how he reacts after what he's done today that you're looking at too? Yeah, I mean, every day it's a constant evaluation. I mean, he's progressing. He's getting better. There's no, There's been no setbacks or anything like that. And like I said, every day he's done a little bit more. But I think they want to evaluate you know, him after he finishes doing uh, workouts and things like that to see how he's feeling. And then there's obviously consultation with our medical staff, doctor himself. We need to get feedback from him. And it's hard just to get feedback right after a practice just finished to find out. I mean, he felt fine during practice, never took really himself out. Um, he's participating in things, but, you know, he's obviously been out for, you know, four weeks, and it's been uh, progress that he's made uh, every day. And like I said, he keeps doing a little bit more. And there have been no setbacks. So, again, we'll have to evaluate it when he's, when you know, after today. And, you know, probably, you know, when we land in, in um, San Francisco, just to see how he's feeling at that point in time. Did he go through, did, like, if you go through contact, can he do it yet? Did he go through Yeah, I mean, he's today? doing, like I said, a lot of the stuff's controlled situations. He's doing more and more. Um, but, again, I don't have an answer of, of right. when, you know, obviously wouldn't he be talking about this if he couldn't do anything. Right. Um, so he's been, like I said, been able to do more and more. It's just to a point of like how he's feeling and does he feel um, in, in, a, in a place where, you know, he can do it. But, you know, again, like I said, there's a lot of people involved. He's involved, doctors involved, our medical staff's involved. And, you know, right now it's, you know, it's not like he's clear just to go out there. There's a, there's a process he has to go through to get to that point. And I give Billy credit. Um, if you haven't had a chance to hear that whole interview, and I may actually post that on LockedOnThunder.com. Um, 
Billy did say he understood that reporters were just doing their job. So if you didn't get a chance to hear that, I, you know, as a matter of fact, I will post that on LockedOnThunder.com sometime today and tweet that out so you can hear that before the game tonight. But Billy does understand that you've got to ask the questions and you need to know. And it's not just for the media's sake of wanting to know this. The fans want to know it too. And I, I thought yesterday the Thunder kind of played coy with that. Same with Paul George. But in the end, they're doing the right thing by ruling him out to make sure that he's 100% healthy. And still there's the question of Andre Robertson and whether or not he comes back healthy this year. And when Andre Robertson comes back, how good can he be? And I'm hoping that Andre will be Andre sometime around April. If it takes him all the way to April to be himself, I'll accept it. Why? Because I am so ready to get this season started. And now after reading Tim O's comments, I am more fired up to watch the Thunder get to the second round of the playoffs. All right, Tim O, I'm giving you too much credit. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up next, what does Billy Donovan like about this Thunder team so far? He'll tell you. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We have another episode of Locked On Sooners that is being published as well, or already is published, as uh, we get ready for OUTCU. If you haven't heard Locked On Sooners yet, and you're a college football fan, be you rooting for OU, OSU, Alabama, Texas, Florida State, whoever, it's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you can get it at Google, Alexa, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, and all of the places for fine podcasts like LockedOnSports.com and Locked On Thunder can be heard at LockedOnThunder.com. I am Eric G. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. Yeah, that tingling that you feel in your fingers tonight. It is game number one of the season as the Oklahoma City Thunder get ready to play the Golden State Warriors. Please use us as your pregame show. Uh, Stock up on the Locked On Thunder podcast. Listen to them all day long. I know a lot of you are going to binge listen today, so I thank you for that. Maybe save this one until like 9 o'clock tonight. And um, the closer, you know, you can listen to it right before game time. I'm going to try and make this one less than 30 minutes. It's going to be hard because we've got a lot of audio to play. So I need to go ahead and jump into this next segment and uh, talk about what's going on. Like the Billy Donovan, liking what the Thunder have already this year. The Thunder, it's easy to say that the Thunder are a work in progress. Especially with all the injuries, you're adding a lot of new pieces. But what's... But what else is new with Oklahoma City? Well, one thing that is a little bit different is the Thunder do have a core to work with. Here is Billy Donovan talking about what he likes about the Thunder this season. And one big thing that I haven't heard him mention yet that definitely needed to be stressed. I think it's a really good working group. That's that's what I've enjoyed. I mean, they've they've done a really good job in you know training camp and in the preseason. And I think one of the things that we talked about was uh, the consistency of last year, that we were a very, very inconsistent team. 
and I, I appreciate the consistency of which they've worked this year. That's been great. I think anytime you've got a team that's willing to work and put the work in, I think you've got a uh, a lot of uh, room and opportunity for growth and improvement. And um, we just need to keep that mentality and maintain that mentality the whole entire year because if if uh, if you're not if you're not screening and executing, doing things well on offense, you have to work to get better at those things. If you're not doing things defensively you want to be better at, you have to work at those things. So to me, it always comes down to, to the work. And, and there's a lot of variables to the work. You can watch film, you can walk through, and you can do the physical part. But, but this has been a team, you know, over the last two and a half, three weeks that we've had, you know, training camp, they've done a really good job working day in and day out. Is that something you've tried to impress upon them? Or is that something from that core's experience last year that they've tried to... Uh, that they saw that they needed to do? Well, I think the other thing that we, we talked about, and it was just the reality of the situation last year, is we had a lot of new players coming in that were trying to adjust to play with each other, and the consistency part, you know, was really not where it needed to be. And you try to have a level of patience when you're bringing new players together to have them mesh and gel, and I know that takes time, but I think going into this year, the inconsistency part of it was something that we addressed, that we need to be a more consistent team. Mm -hmm. And we've got to be able to understand that, you know, the, the length of an NBA game and the number of possessions in an, in an NBA game, you know, it requires a lot of discipline and a lot of stamina. Um, and we've got to, we, we had to address that because I think that was probably a weakness last year in our team. I, I like the tone that Billy had there. I mean, if you notice, it's, it's still laid back. It's still Billy Donovan. But when he's preaching about that lack of consistency that the Thunder had, last year he talked about it, but it always felt like it came with this understanding of, I know I have guys playing out of place. I know I have guys who are not happy with their role. And I'm doing my best to sort of work within those work with, work within those parameters and figure things out right now to give these guys an opportunity to win come postseason time. That's the way it felt. This year doesn't sound like Billy Donovan's going to put up with it too much longer. That if you are not producing, and this doesn't just go for a guy like Alex Sabrinas, okay? This is going to go for your Patrick Pattersons. This is going to go for your Andre Robertsons. Probably not your Russ and your Paul George and your Steven Adams, but everybody who's on the team that that isn't them you're expected to produce this year and you're expected to night in, night out be able to hit that court and do what you do best. No excuses this year. You can hear that in Billy Donovan's voice because I think for Billy, he knows it's no excuses for him this year. And as much as Sam Presti likes him and as much as Sam Presti is in control of the situation here in Oklahoma City, Sam's already shown that he will make a change. Even at what might seem to be a most inopportune time, i.e. the last year of Scott Brooks's contract and the last year of Kevin Durant, Sam Presti has no qualms about putting somebody in charge who he thinks can execute what his vision is. And Sam Presti has told Billy Donovan what the vision is. I want to play fast. I want guys to have high basketball IQ. I want them to be thinking two, three steps ahead and being able to move. And I don't want to see any more excuses from this team on why things aren't getting done. I want to put guys in place that understand their role and accept their role. And with that, we will win. 
And if Billy Donovan can't get that done this year, then Billy Donovan won't be the coach after this season. And I don't say it to be harsh because I really like Billy Donovan and I want to see Billy Donovan be successful. But that's sort of the sense I get of things in just listening to Billy talk there, just in that small little soundbite. Now, as far as being more focused, I think the Thunder are going to go out and play with a little bit more of a sense of urgency this year. Um, It's going to be a sense of urgency with a work ethic to it. And I heard something, I heard something that was so funny last night at a JV football game, which is, how do you learn stuff in games? You don't learn stuff in games, you learn stuff in practice. Well, in the NBA, a lot of times you don't get the opportunity to practice, so you've got to learn stuff in games. And when it goes wrong, that's what the film is for. You go back, you take a look at it, and you figure out how to clean things up. So yeah, you can learn things in games. Is it the ideal situation? No, but when you've got 82 of them to work with, you can certainly make that happen. The other thing that Billy talked about yesterday was Hamadou Diallo, or one of the many things Billy talked about was Hamadou Diallo. It wasn't just like, hey, get better, and then Hamadou Diallo. No, he talked about Hamadou Diallo. And for Diallo, I'm really excited about this guy. I was sort of iffy on him looking at what happened in Summer League, but I don't think in Summer League we got a real good read on anyone because everybody was inconsistent in Summer League. Um, it was very strange. Nobody hit like, nobody got hot for like three games in Summer League this year. Everybody was pretty much up and down, and maybe that's what's to be expected. But I thought Hamadou Diallo had a really good training camp, had a really good preseason, and I'm anxious to see him get on the court. And I know at some point he's going to hit the rookie wall, and I know he's going to make rookie mistakes. And I've got to be cognizant of that, especially when being critical of him. But I think by the end of the season, by March, is when guys are no longer rookies. And if we're looking at his development, we'll have a that's pretty much when we will have a sense of what he is is really by March. I know that sounds like a long time, but this is a hell of a game to adjust to. And tonight is a great way to start off. Um if you ever if you ever wanted the exam. The first day you walked into class in college, instead of getting the syllabus you wanted the final, well, this is what Hamadou Diallo's getting, sort of. Not everyone's healthy for GSW, but enough of them are healthy where it's a big eye-opener. You're starting off with the NBA champs. Here is Billy Donovan on what to expect from Hamadou Diallo in his first game in Thunder uniform. Coming out of the preseason is because he did play well in the preseason, and he did a lot of really positive things. Um... And even in, even getting the opportunity to start, you know, um, in a game. But I would say that the, the regular season and preseason are two totally different situations. And the thing I just tried to explain to him and press upon him is the biggest part for him is he's got to really, really keep his humility. And he's not, not that he's not a humble kid, he's a great guy. But he's got to keep his humility because you, when you're going through it the first time, it's very, very easy to sit there and say, you know, I kind of got this thing figured out. This is not as hard as I thought it was. Once you get into that situation, I think guys really don't have a real chance to grow and develop and get better. I'm really excited about Hamadou Diallo tonight. And I think just because I want to tamper my expectations of him, if he can get somewhere between five and eight points tonight, if he can show off a little bit of athletic skill, then I'll be okay. If he can play some decent defense, I expect him to get burned. I expect him to to sort of look foolish at times. But all in all, just give me some signs to know that you've made some progression from training camp to now 
and that what we saw wasn't just preseason and you playing against non-NBA competition, and I'll be happy. And if you can show that in the first five or six games, not just tonight, then I think we'll feel better. And with me tampering is my excitement, watch him go off for like 20 points tonight, then hit the skids, and then we'll freak out about, well, where's that guy in game one? But like any rookie, sometimes it takes them a while to be consistent, and I would expect that a guy who was drafted in the second round, it might take a while for him to really show you everything that he's going to be about. Hey, if it is that time of year, the NBA is here, and you want to lay a little money on tonight's game, maybe you want to lay a little money on the NFL. Well, there is only one place to do that, and that is mybookie.com. Why do I always recommend mybookie.com? Well, one, it's a service that's been good to me and my friends. I can just say that unequivocally. And I'm urging you to take your money money there, lay your money down, because they will actually pay you when you win. You're not going to get the runaround from mybookie.com. Plus, they have fantasy guys out there. They've got the, the daily fantasies. They've got over and under. They've got so many ways that you can play. All you've got to do is go to mybookie.com and enter the promo code Locked On. That's right. Enter the promo code Locked On, and you can activate the offer because they're going to match your first dollar deposit dollar for dollar. So whatever you deposit, they're going to deposit that much as well. Deposit 20, they'll deposit 20. Deposit 200, they'll deposit 200. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On, and they will match your first deposit 100% up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000. That's MyBookie.com. Go play and get paid with MyBookie.com. Coming up next, we'll close things out here on the Locked on Thunder podcast by hearing from Paul George and why he thinks the Thunder are so successful in turning Golden State over. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Locked on Sooners is published as well for your drive home today. So, hey, when you're done with Locked on Thunder, go listen to Locked on Sooners, or if you want more Locked On Thunder, go to LockedOnThunder.com, but these podcasts can also be heard on Apple iTunes, on Stitcher, on Alexa, on Google, on Spotify. It's Locked On Thunder and Locked On Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I thought we'd wrap up with today's show, or wrap up today's show by listening to a lot of Paul George. Why? Because Paul George is a very cool guy, and Paul George is going to be instrumental if the Thunder won an opportunity to make it to the Western Conference Finals this year or at least pass the first round of the playoffs. 
And it should be noted that going into tonight's game, even though Golden State has been very successful against Oklahoma City for very good reasons since Kevin Durant went over there, last year the Thunder played some pretty intense defense against Golden State and turned them over almost 19 times. What do the Thunder do so successfully against Golden State? Here's Paul George. Physicality um, is one. Um, And then I think we did a great job just having attention to detail. Um, they beat you off so many ways outside of them being, you know, great ISO players. Um, I think, you know, we, they're going to make shots. Uh, that's, that's not what we're trying to do. Um, we know they're going to make shots. Um, we just got to take away the, the, the stuff where they can get easy baskets. Um, we forced them to take and make tough shots. Um, pat them on the butt and we'll go down to another end. Well, you never know until you play, but, but right now, is there one thing or two things that you think, like, okay, this team's got this, we're going to be good at this, we know this is part of our identity? I think we have length, we have speed, we have quickness. Um, that's in our favor. That's one thing we're, we're really good as a unit. Um, so we got to use that to our advantage. You know, we're looking at areas where the Thunder got better, and um, one of the things where the Thunder got better wasn't just the addition of guys like Nerlens Noel or guys like Hamadou Diallo or Timothy Luwakabaro or Dennis Schroeder, it's the opportunity for Paul George to settle in and finally get comfortable with Russell Westbrook and be his teammate. Here is Paul George on not only being more comfortable in his role as a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder, but also why he likes the additions that the Thunder have put on this roster. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, absolutely. I feel comfortable here, and, and I know what to expect and, and what's expected of me. So, yeah, I mean, we we outside of Melo being gone, Brew being gone, um, we've added some some new faces. But um, you know, we've added some guys like Dennis Nerlens, who've you know been in the league for a little while now. Um, they're they're not guys trying to find identity and 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 find out who they are in this league. They know their games. Um, so in that aspect, we, we've added some, some veteran um, players. Uh, so they're up to speed. They know, you know how we do, think, do things here. Um, I feel good about our, our group. And I think that's something big. You know, when you like where a team is going, and obviously he did or he wouldn't have re-signed, but I also think Sam Presti laid a lot of this out for Paul George throughout the year about, hey, this is what I think we can do. And then t- towards the end of the year, it was – this is the move we're thinking about making with Melo. Here are the guys we're kind of looking at. Here are the guys we think we can get. What do you think about this? I don't know if Dennis Schroeder was mentioned in those plans because at that point, if you're Sam Presti, how could you give an answer as far as who would trade for Carmelo Anthony and who would be willing to wave and stretch him or who would be willing to take that contract off the books? So you may not have had that conversation, but I think some of the other ones... You did, or at least you would have told Paul George, these are the type of players we're going to get. This is the type of team we want to be. And Paul George certainly bought in to all that. And finally, here is Paul George talking about the advantages that Oklahoma City has athletically and how he sees them evolving throughout the season. Um, I think the more we can just create opportunities in in fast break, um, it's to our advantage. (laughs) Uh, the more we can get, especially when we can get a fast unit out there with myself, JG, uh, Russ, um, Dennis, uh, Nerlens or Steve-O, 
um, the, the better we'll be. I think that's uh, opportunities we can really quick strike. Um, and with that unit, you know, we can defend, we can get stops. I think that's the unit where we can really pile on points um, because we can play in a fast break, play in a, a transition game, um, change the tempo of a game up. Um, and, and defensively, I think we can really defend and switch out and, um, you know, just be a problem on both ends. Physicality um, is one. Um, and then I think we did a great job just having the attention to detail. Um, they beat you off so many ways outside of them being, you know, great ISO players. Um, I think, you know, we they're going to make shots. Uh, that's, that's not what we're trying to do. Um, we know they're going to make shots. Um, we just got to take away the, the, the stuff where they can get easy baskets. Um, we forced them to take and make tough shots. Um, pat them on the butt and we'll go down another end. Well, you never know until you play, but, but right now, is there one thing or two things that you think, like, okay, this team's got this, we're going to be good at this, we know this is part of our identity? I think we have length, we have speed, we have quickness. Um, that's in our favor. That's one thing we're, we're really good as a unit. Um, so we got to use that to our advantage. Well, there is no doubt that at the end of the show, I think we're all feeling a lot of hope about what is ahead of Oklahoma City Thunder, the, the Thunder this year. And word of warning, we're going to go through some frustrating times because it happens every Thunder season. It's never even remotely perfect through 82 games. And we will grind and we will try and figure out what is wrong with a particular guy and we will dissect and we will talk about things that the Thunder need to add or subtract or guys they need to go out and get, or guys they need to get rid of. That's just part of it. But for now, the outlook's pretty darn good. I think this team finishes third in the Western Conference. As I said, I think somewhere between 50, 52 games this year. Um, And if it is a bit of a struggle this year, and they don't win 52, and they don't finish third in the West, and they're somewhere between four, five, and six, as long as they're healthy for the playoffs, then I think that's just going to make every... I think that'll make the whole difference in the world on how we see the season. Because ultimately, that's what we judge it by is the postseason, not the regular season. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. It's Golden State tonight, so everybody love everybody except Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and anyone else that wears that putrid blue and gold. And of course, peace, love, and thunder. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.